You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. The hope of his calling is the title of this devotion. Hope is so important. The Bible shows us in Proverbs that when hope fails in the heart of man, it makes the heart sick. When there's not this sense of, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, there's hope for me in the future, it makes the heart so sick that people give over to sometimes the most despairingly feelings and thoughts and ways, and it can really be dark, terribly dark. And so hope is very important. I think what made the early church so phenomenally powerful that they could go through martyrdom and so much persecution is because the hope that was set before them in Jesus was so real and so exciting to them that they would go singing into the arena while the wild beasts would devour them because they knew that this life was temporal, but what waited them beyond the curtain of this life was an eternal joy and glory in the presence of the Lord. Like Paul says, to be absent of the body in 2 Corinthians 5 is to be present of the Lord. And then in Philippians 1, he says it is better It is better to let go of this and to go there, but I stay here to fulfill why I'm here. (coughs) And so let me take you, (coughs) excuse me, to Ephesians chapter 1, starting at verse 15 through verse 18. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, Do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? What are the riches? What is the hope of his calling? What are the riches of his inheritance? What are the riches? Uh, May know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? You see, God wants that to be living and active in you so that you can maybe, you're at home, and maybe you're even alone, and this world can feel so dark and cold. I'm talking, yes, naturally, where it gets dark here in Britain at four o'clock in the afternoon and doesn't get light again until seven the next day, and, and that's not to be compared to Scandinavia where it can stay dark all day long. And many people then struggle with the will to live because it's all so gloomy and gloomy and gloomy and there's no change. And then on top of that, you can sometimes have terrible cold. So it is not always easy to live in this life and have a reason for living. And to want to be 
to want to get on with life. And yet God, he's calling you and me and calling you and me to bring us into this revelation, to bring us into this illumination that we begin to realize the hope of his calling and what are the riches of his inheritance of his saints in the light and that he wants us to become aware of this. And it is really God's will for you to have the knowledge of this, not just from one revelation that you had. It's kind of like in 1978, I was invited as just barely 18 years old. I became 18 in October of 1978. And I was invited by a youth group in the city of Amsterdam to come and share my testimony of what Jesus had done. Well, I don't know why, but I've been up all night praying like, Lord, what do I say? What do I say? You know, and I went there to Amsterdam with my little bitty red Renault that my father had given me, a little old Renault, uh, number five, a little bitty car. It was a good little car. And I went over there and parked the car, went inside, said hi to the youth, and then, okay, it's my turn to get up. <clears throat> I went up and I put my Bible down. And I had a scripture and I read it, and I looked at the young people that are sitting in a circle around me, maybe 20 of them or so. Ah, my goodness, I mean, I was just barely 18 years old. I still had crazy hair and whatever. And I, and, and mustache, and I, looking at them, and I was, oh my God. I didn't know what to say, I didn't know what to say. I mean, I just like, just went into shock of embarrassment, and shock of feeling embarrassed, you know? And uh, I didn't know what to say, and I, uh, some of them, they were looking at me like, who are you? <laughs> and others, oh Lord, help him, and, and all this. And, and I had this strongest feeling in me. Oh, it was so forceful. Just grab your Bible, walk out that door, and get in the car and drive off. And that door was so strong and was pulling on me. And I'm having these feelings, and I'm looking, I'm laughing, and I'm nervous. I don't know what to say. And that door, just walk off, get in the car and drive. I mean, I could feel the key in my pocket of the car saying, come on, let's go. Let's run away, run away. I can appreciate why some people run away, folks. And they feel so desperate and, and, and so low, because it was so strong, that feeling. But there was something else in me waiting to spring forth, waiting to spring into manifestation, waiting for my saying. And I, in my heart, I said, no, Lord, you will help me. In my heart, I said it. And boom, that fountain of Christ's life in me sprang forth. And I began to preach and preach and preach. And then the youth were all like blown away. And I'm preaching and preaching, and my, we had a glorious time. And I was on my way home late at night after that meeting, and I couldn't stop singing. And I, I had the cassette tape on, a cassette tape of Andrew Crouch singing, the blood that Jesus shed for me way back on Calvary. Oh, the blood never loses its power from day to day. Oh, oh, it was so powerful, and I'm 
worshiping, singing, praising while I'm driving my little bitty Renault. And I had a vision, and God can show you something in a split second that feels long to you, but it comes in a split second. I had a vision, and I saw myself walking into heaven. And the light of heaven was like wind. I could feel it go right through me. And as I'm walking into heaven in this vision, I looked and I saw these multitudes of people in the dark there. And I looked and I saw these multitudes of people in the dark there. And I said, Lord, I don't want to go to heaven alone. You see, friends, it's not godly for us to have this riches of hope, this glorious of the riches of the inheritance in the saints and not share it with somebody else. Why? Because God wills to make it known what it is to every human being on earth, to every person. God wants to give this hope that we have, this living hope, this powerful life-giving hope to everybody. It says here in Colossians 1 verse 27, to them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. It is God's will, friends. It's God's will that every one of us know this incredible hope. This hope is living. Jesus is ever living. And he is at the Father's right hand. He is the riches of our inheritance. Everything he has as the perfect son of God, as a son of man, he has for us. What he has, he has for us, friends. It's all there for us. Jesus has it so that he can be the guarantor of it, so that he can be the surety of it, so he can be the absolute confidence you can have that it is yours through faith in him, that Jesus is kept perfect without defilement, without corruption and his life in the Father never fades, it never diminishes, it never becomes less, it never becomes absolute, it's absolute, it is eternal, it is eternally the same yesterday, today and forever and that life he gives into us by the Holy Spirit and we feel that life in us, it is the hope calling and beckoning us upward and causing us to look at the joy set before us and endure the trials of this life, knowing the weight of glory we have in Christ is so much greater than these temporary tri temporal trials. And here it says in Romans chapter 8, verse 24, for we are saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope, for why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Likewise, listen now, we who know this by the Spirit, we can't see it, but we know it by the Spirit, this hope, this life of the Son of God in us. We have the Holy Spirit to help us in the weakness of this flesh that's still of this world, of this earth. For we do not 
for, for uh, we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches, God who searches the heart, knows the mind of the, what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. And we know what his purpose is. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, Jesus. Friends, we live in this, we are saved in this hope. And the Holy Spirit helps you and me for that hope to stay so real in us, so powerful. It's not just an imagination. It's not just science fiction. I know we live in a world in which deception becomes more forceful and forceful. And that deception can be so forceful that you can really struggle sometimes to, to know the reality of God in the deception of this world. And I, I agree, it is strong sometimes because it's demonic. It's demons use these deceptive forces to deceive people, but God's power is stronger. The Holy Spirit yearns and groans in you with this conforming power of this life of Christ in you. And you say, no, I know my Redeemer lives. I know God's called me in fellowship with his son Jesus to conform me into his likeness. I know the good work he's beginning me, he will complete and perfect. I know that in nothing I will be ashamed of myself, but that Christ will be revealed to me. You see, it is utter love of God that makes this so real. The Holy Spirit, yes, intercedes, but he intercedes in his love of the Father. Look what it says here in Romans 5, verse one, therefore, Having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Oh, friends, it is, it is so powerful that now we have access by faith into this grace. We enter into this grace of what we have in Jesus and the hope in us is so powerful that when you feel low in the natural nature and you feel the forces of gravity of the sin nature wrestling within your flesh, trying to deceive you and say, no, you're just a mere human being. You'll never change. You'll never get there. You'll never good enough. And you feel those forces and the Holy Spirit is groaning and the love of the Father is being poured into your heart by the Holy Spirit. Hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit given us. And you go, no, and you begin to pray in the Holy Ghost and lift your hands and worship God and all those feelings of the flesh evaporate in the light of His presence in the heat of His holy continent shining in your heart. And this hope, this hope is so real to you, so forceful, so powerful that nah, nah, no. These feelings of despair have nothing in me. These feelings of hopelessness, this feeling of discouragement, this feeling of depression. No, 
nope, they have no power over me. Listen to this closing verse from Romans 15, verse 13. Now, may the God of hope fill you with all hope, joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Again, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You have joy and peace through faith in Jesus and you abound in hope. People say, how are you? Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. God loves me. God's for me. He's with me. And you know, and you just are exploding by the Holy Spirit and the love of the Father in hope with joy and excitement. And I tell you, we need that in the world in which we live today. Amen. Have a good day.